0: Week another episode of your uncle Terry's favorite podcast. I'm Merv, he's Bloyd, and we are the Dogmatic Dudes Podcast 15, bro. 15, man, that's That's halfway to
1: 30.
0: Yep, that's a Patty Mahomes, that's a Nikola Jokic.
1: Yes, that's the, uh, that's the lucky number right there. Um, mm-hmm. If I didn't enjoy doing this so much, I would say that we should just stop at 15 because, you know, 15 seems to merit good luck. Um, but, of course, I can't say that because I like doing this. So uh, stopping at 15 would just, be, foolish. would just be malarkey. It would be crazy. It would be foolish, man. So... A lot happened this week. We got a lot to drill into, but I just have to ask surface level here with uh, the Nuggets Game 7 starting. Uh, how, how are your nerves? Where are you at?
0: Um, I am obviously nervous because um, I, I still think that, uh, you know, we had our conversation yesterday about it. Or not yesterday, but we had our conversation last week about it and you and I both know that I haven't been too happy with the Nuggets effort, except for these past two games. And these past two games have shown me that Jamal Murray doesn't want to go home.
1: No, no, he sure doesn't, um, sure doesn't. He, he looks uh, very locked in. Um, and the, even the crazier thing to say is, I don't think Jamal Murray is going to be the reason that you guys win or lose this series. He's clearly shown that he's not the the weak link. Like, he, he's kept you guys in games. But if I had to make, had to make a, a judgment call on a statement, I would say that if you guys come out tonight, he played a part in it, but he won't be the sole reason you guys move on. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and I don't think it, it's going to end up happening where he, he goes off. I mean, I feel I like – so? Well, here's the thing. Like, he's not gonna. I would be very surprised if he put another absurd stat line like he has been. The I mean, reason not... why the reason why I'm saying that is because the Jazz are gonna try to try to stop that, which is gonna open up a lot for a team that has a lot of talent.
1: I mean, that's true. Um, but I guess my rebuttal to that would be there. There's been no evidence to show me so far in the series that. The Jazz are willing to fully commit to Murray, to your point, knowing that there's other guys on the floor that are game changers. Similarly, and see,
0: that's the thing. I mean, it's a lo- It looks like it's going to be a lose-lose lo- situation for the Jazz because there's nobody that that can guard uh, that can guard Jamal right now.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, on the flip side, there's not really yeah. anybody on anybody your squad that, that can, can guard-, <laughs> guard
0: Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it's vice versa, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, you, you try to. Slow down their the hot hand, but the thing of the matter is, we have an MVP caliber player in in Nikola Jokic, and who does Donovan Mitchell have?
1: I mean, he's got a former Defensive Player of the Year, but I yeah, I, I see the point you're getting at. um I, I said this earlier, just with the way this series has been. Um, you know, it's probably gonna happen to where Mitchell and Murray both have their days again because this series has just been those two pretty much going. It's head been to amazing. Head. It's yeah, been I mean, absolutely
0: amazing to watch. I mean, we're we're watching both these guys like just grow up before our eyes. We're seeing something potentially awesome, like a a, a rivalry that, that will be that will be in uh that we'll be seeing for years to come, you know, like it's, it's going to be that special, hopefully, potentially, that's what I'm hoping for, but we'll I see. I mean, I think
1: both of these guys have shown you enough in this playoff series to make you feel good about, okay, these guys are going to be amongst the top, you know, players for years to come. I mean, I, I think that's pretty evident at this point, And I think anybody that would argue that, I think you would have to have a really, really, really strong argument to come and, you know, shoot that down because, I mean, you know, most people are going to sit there and argue, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have the guy that comes in with the stats, right? And I, you know, I get it. Numbers don't lie to a certain extent, but you can't make an argument that these guys aren't borderline superstars or, you know, becoming transcendent based off of the numbers in this series. It's just that you can't make an argument like that. I mean, so... You know, you may not like them, and that's fair, because you know everybody's got their players that they don't like. I don't know how you can't like either of these guys. I mean, they're they're,
0: they're dogs, man. They yeah. they 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 want to put in they want to put in the work, man. They have that that killer mentality. You can't hate these guys.
1: No, and hats off to them, man, because mm-hmm. guess what? Like, regardless, Nuggets win, good for Murray, good for the Nuggets. Jazz win, good for Mitchell, good for the Jazz. I mean, to me, it's. It's really, uh, at least as like a, not having a dog in the race for me. It's, it's like a win-win. It's a win-win, yeah, because I, I love both of them, and I, I'm excited to get to see at least one of them play in the next round. So yeah, it's a win-win. I get for you. You obviously have a dog in the race, um, and it, that that's gonna be a little little tougher depending on how this turns out. But I mean, you couldn't really ask for for much more for a series. Really oh couldn't. no, especially exactly. considering. You know, initially you and I both just completely counted the jazz out. Completely just said, no, nope, there's no chance. Then last week we completely counted your nuggets out. <laughs> okay, so they had no chance of coming back, and now we're sitting here staring at a game seven. So I, I can't really complain. I, I love the I just love the level of competition that th- this series has brought. Um, the and- drama,
0: the drama, the sheer drama of the of this series, man, what a fucking roller coaster. This series has been, man, I have never had so many highs and so many lows happen to me in a span of two weeks. It's
1: it's wild, man. Um, They're just showing right now records all time in game seven, Utah's three and two, Denver's two and three. Um, Your last game seven was the West semis. Oh, man, the stat line went away. Um, But. I mean this this is anybody's I, I don't know if I'd be able to bet on this game tonight if I were a better, which I don't bet very much. Um, but if I had to like place a bet, I don't know. I don't really I don't feel know good you're... about I don't really feel good about betting on either team, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, if you put money on either team, your stomach's gonna turn a little bit because you thought
1: that you probably made the wrong decision. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. And again, mm-hmm. um, hats off to whoever wins this because exactly. you can't really you can't make the argument that a team got lucky or that a team didn't deserve it because these guys have fought hard this entire series. So whoever comes out on top, hats off to them, man. They deserve it. Ooh, Joe Ingles with the hot hand. See, that's the player that I think makes the difference. If the Jazz mm-hmm. come out on top tonight, well,
0: him and Clarkson, dude. I mean, if him and Clarkson are both hitting,
1: then it's gonna be it's gonna be a long day. Yeah, speaking of Clarkson, kudos to him, man, because I just completely forgot about Clarkson. Uh, granted, like, he kind of stained his career in Cleveland. Not all his fault, um, but he kind of became somewhat irrelevant. And for a while, I forgot he was on the Jazz, but this series, um, there's been a couple games where, I mean, he's all over the place. He's playing respectable defense. He's hustling. Um, he's hitting shots, like you said. Um so, yeah, I think you're right. I think if, if the Jazz end up winning tonight, it's probably going to be because Ingles and Clarkson are sinking shots. Now, on the flip side, and it's funny because I was making fun of, I don't know if you saw uh, Magic Johnson's tweet earlier, but it was the most – I actually have to pull it up because it was the most, like – you know when people make bold predictions in sports or just yeah. make predictions in general, they're like, this person is going to have a big game, right? They, they just kind of – or they say that the key to this game is – You know, the Raptors um, locking down so-and-so. Like, they they just make normal analysis and what you would expect. Yeah, yeah. So, here's what Magic Johnson said earlier. I'm so excited for Denver versus Utah Game 7 and to see Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell. For Denver to win, Nikola Jokic, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, or Michael Porter Jr. has to step up. For Utah to win, it's on Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, or Rudy Gobert. I'm like, dude, you just named all the role players and yeah. like, more or less, like, all of the starters. Like, of course, yeah, the team has to play well to win. Like, come on, Magic Johnson. You're a Hall of Famer. You can get better analysis than that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like it's <laughs> Booger. It's like Booger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To score the ball, they have to make it down the field. Yeah, thank yeah. you, I appreciate it. <laughs> you're really giving me a whole bunch of insight there. But, I mean, yeah, yeah I you know, and on the flip side, I mean, if – Gary Harris is hot. Yeah, you guys probably will come out on top because I mean, it, this whole series, Jokic hasn't really had a bad game. Um, no, but it, I mean, it's been very like underwhelming. Yeah, I, I think I think I guess to the hype, maybe it hasn't lived up to the expectations. But then but- again, like Jokic is
0: expected to have a triple double for it to be a good game. If anything, anything besides that is, is considered to be you know, not very good,
1: but he's been consistent. And that's I, feel what I, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like that's been some of the arguments in the past is that he hasn't always been super consistent. He definitely has been this series. So, you know, I, I, I don't really think, I mean, again, you guys lose this series. It's definitely not Jamal Murray's fault. And I wouldn't oh, put no. it on Jokic either. I'd put it on role players. And like I spoke about last week, um, you, you obviously can't blame it all on him, but I'm just saying Michael Porter Junior has got to learn to play defense, dude.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's got to learn how to play defense. He's been doing better though, man.
1: He has. Mean, at least, like,
0: here's the thing: I'm, I'm forgiving something, some of it because this, these last two games, they showed me that they have grit and that they actually are wanting to to win. Well, I would sure would hope so. I mean, like they're showing fight. Like I, like it, it would be different if these guys completely just gave up because they were, they were shit in the water, bro. But they, they fought, they fought, they battled. Thanks, in a large part to Jamal's heroic efforts. Absolutely. But um, you know, it, it, it takes a, a team. It takes a whole team, and the whole team did what they needed to do in order to get
1: to get those two crucial, crucial wins. Now, I do have to be critical to the Jazz, and the reason I say that is because, dude, they had that game five wrapped up. They had that game five wrapped up. I mean, that, that was theirs. They, like you. At one point, the Nuggets were down 15, and I was like, this is a freaking wash. Because like the Jazz were making every shot that came towards them, um, or the, every, every shot that they had the opportunity. The Nuggets weren't playing any defense. The Nuggets looked flat on offense. And then I, I looked away for two seconds, because I was like, okay, this game's probably going to go this pace now. And I turned back, and Denver's within one, and then all of a sudden they're up. I'm like, Ugh. you know, not that I was rooting against the Nuggets, but it's like, dude, come on, Utah. Like, you had that in the books. That was your game. Um, so it, part of me questions, like, how much Utah really wanted it to some extent because, dude, they just, like, they fell flat toward the end there. Um, but again, game seven. Um, this is what you want in sports. This is what the, the sports fan lives for. So I'm glad we're here. I don't, I don't know how this game's gonna go. Um, Denver's up four right now, but it's it's super early. So, um, all, all, my, my prediction, we'll probably finish this before the game's over, my prediction, like I said, Murray, Mitchell, both have great games. I honestly can't call who's gonna come out on top. I really can't. I, I would say Denver by a slight, but not by much. Like, you yeah. know, like I mean, a 51 one forty nine, like that type of, like percent wise, like 51% Denver, 49% Utah, but
0: yeah, no, I I I see it the same way, man. It, it this whole series, except for those last, except for those for game two and game three, have been nail
1: biters. Purchase. Yeah, yeah, I, I really hate to be be a fan of either of these teams because it, it'd be stressful.
0: Yeah, man, you, you like you cannot in this whole entire series, no matter if the Nuggets are, are are ahead or they're down. It I have never been able to to sit.
1: Oh yeah, no. I mean, you can never breathe really, because the second you get to breathing, again something else makes you hold your breath again. You know.
0: Yeah. And I'm at that, I'm at that point right now, where like I'm just sweating and I'm stressing and I don't know, man. It, it's exciting, but my blood pressure doesn't feel too great about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I've always alluded it to. I'm a big K-State fan, and they are, uh, they're called the Cardiac Cats because you never feel comfortable regardless of the lead. Um and you're always on the edge of your seat. So I completely understand that feeling. Honestly, being a Chiefs fan for the longest time, it's the same way. Um, it's just so stressful. <laughs> and I know we're yeah. sitting here complaining about nothing at the end of the day because these guys are actually going out there and doing it. But, you know, it, it, it's still one of those things. It's like the entire time you're just uncomfortable. It's like to the point where you don't even want to watch the game.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get exactly what you mean, man. But, um... Yeah, man, the, this this game should be very exciting, and obviously we're gonna get live reactions to uh, what's going on in this in this game.
1: But man, how about how about them boys, the Heat, bro? Dude, I, uh, I I don't very often ever resonate with anything that Stephen A. Smith has to say, but to give him his credit, and I felt the same way. He had said uh, when before the series had started that he had some odd feeling about the Heat finding a way to win the series. I mean, it wouldn't surprise
0: me at this point. I feel like the Bucks the Bucks are, are just shaken right now. And dude, the Heat haven't lost a game in the playoffs yet.
1: Well, here's the thing. So yeah, yeah. So the Heat haven't lost a the game. They they're riding momentum. Um, they're playing with house money. Jimmy Butler's looking like the man. That team, you and I have talked about it, that team is consistent, it's hard-nosed, it's solid. It's everything you ever, you've ever, you always seen with a Pat Riley team, as long as he's been around. That's, that's what a Pat Riley team is. Um, but on the flip side, like, I haven't been high on the Bucks since really the bubble started, um, to be quite frank. And Giannis seems kind of shaken up in the head. The, the Heat obviously have figured out, how to slow him down and to be honest with you, the way they're playing him, he's somewhat limited. He's not a shooter. He he relies on in the paint action, driving it to the basket. And they're just stacking people up on him. He can't get there. And the rest of the supporting cast that was supposed to be, you know, amazing. Like Chris Middleton had a good night last night, but he hasn't looked very good in the playoffs at all. Um, and it's just like everybody else that just, just falling flat. I, I don't, I don't feel high on the Bucks, and yeah, I, I going into the series, I really thought Miami had a legitimate shot, and I was kind of pissed that nobody was giving them the credit that, you know, at least giving them a fighter's chance. Um, I think if you're looking at this the most logically on paper, yeah, you're probably going to take the Bucks because they have the reigning MVP, the current defensive player of the year, um, which I'll get back to that because I have some comments on that. But, I mean, yeah, I just I, I agree with Stephen Hay on this one. Like I have a funny feeling that the Heat are gonna come out on top and, and it wouldn't surprise me. Um especially Jimmy Butler's gonna play like he did last night, because goddamn. That man. Yeah, dude. I mean he looked he looked he looked comfortable. He looked comfortable. That whole,
0: whole entire game.
1: He looked just unstoppable. He just looked in the zone. And Yeah, man.
0: He he just looked like he was having fun. And then that's the thing that I feel like we're we're seeing with with Jimmy Butler and this team is that he's having fun. Yeah, he's, he's having fun himself. with these guys. He's enjoying himself, and I think that's what Jimmy needs. I think he he needed this. He needed, he needed this change. He needed to basically have his own team, you know, where there isn't anybody else that is, you know, a
1: leader. He is unarguably the leader of that locker room. He's a hundred percent the leader of that or the leader of that locker room. That's why they brought him there. That's why he's the highest paid player. I mean,
0: Hey, uh, yeah. And I mean, and the beautiful thing about it is that this
1: team is rallying behind him. Absolutely. I mean, because he's just kind of been to be quite frank. He's been dragged through the mud the past couple of years and a lot of it. I mean, yeah, sure. He, he might have a, you know, kind of a, a hard edge personality, uh, but the guy means well, I mean, he wants to win. That's all he wants. Um, and just with his, his past couple teams, he's been you know dragged through the mud and all these young guys see how good he is and they, they want him to they want him to win. They also want to win. I mean, everybody's bought in. Um, also, can we please give Drogic some credit because my God,
0: he's been amazing too.
1: He's been amazing. But
0: here's the thing. that whole entire team has just been lights out,
1: dude. Like, it's always somebody. I mean it's
0: always somebody. They're like, but here that's the thing is that Jimmy doesn't have to worry about help because he's gonna get it from one person or another. And if one player is struggling, it's okay because that team is
1: is loaded with playmakers. It's loaded with shooters, it's loaded with guys that can play in the paint well. I mean and it, dogs it's just such a balanced team. And, and dogs, the, yes. the most
0: important thing is that those mofos are dogs, like the definition.
1: Well, that's what I said. Like, you, you look back at Pat Riley's entire tenure in the NBA. This has always been his recipe for his teams. Hard-nosed, consistent fighters. Like, they're going to go out there and put it all out there. They're not leaving anything. They're not getting all up in their feelings, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I really, I'm really high on this Heat team. And, you know, I, I can't necessarily say that. I'm not going to come out and say, oh, they're going to win this series. But I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good about it. And again, I, I sold my buck stock a long time ago. Um, but to get back to, I, I alluded to it a few minutes ago, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Mr. Giannis. Um, come on, man. You, you, if you're Defensive Player of the Year, did, did you see the interview where they asked him why he wasn't, you know, why he wasn't covering Jimmy Butler or why he, you know, and he was like, no, I didn't want to cover Jimmy Butler. Why would I? Nobody wants to cover him. And I'm like, dude, and I saw Richard Jefferson had tweeted it. He was like, "You're the reigning Defensive Player of the Year. This this is literally what you got the award for. You're you have to play the best. You have to defend the best person on the other team. So if you're gonna get that award and then basically say, why would anybody want to guard him? You know, like, come on, man. He 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 just doesn't look there. It looks like something is going on. Like I don't know if he's in his own head. Um, something's going on with Giannis. Mm-hmm. I can't quite. I think put he's my overthinking it."
0: it. I think the pressure's starting to get to him too. It's definitely like starting to get to him. This is the second year in which they were they were the top team and they come up short. And I think the pressure is getting to him. I don't think he's playing the game with that with, with uh, the same fun, and you can
1: see it, man. Definitely. Um. So yeah, I, I I'm feeling good about the Heat. I'm <laughs> feeling really good about the Heat.
0: If they're playing, if they continue to play the way that they have been playing, man,
1: I don't see why why they wouldn't beat the Bucks. So let me ask you this: If if Milwaukee somehow falls short in the series and doesn't advance, does Giannis stay, or does he seriously consider going somewhere else?
0: Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. He. I think he's he 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 likes being the good guy of the NBA. You know, the guy that does everything right.
1: So. I think he stays yeah I have to agree with you on that but some part of me wants to think that if somebody gave him an enticing offer he may want to go um, granted he's also got a good relationship with bold or Boldheiser. Um organisa- or yeah boon um, any organization so I-, I think realistically he's probably gonna stay put but today. the pressure is gonna be on them if he signs a contract they they gotta fix this like to me Bledsoe's not a long-term option I think you gotta get rid of Bledsoe sorry Eric Bledsoe but I like he's just not he's not gonna give you that scoring relief that you need um you still have Chris Middleton and I, I think you and I talked about it Chris Middleton probably should have started practicing during quarantine but I mean Chris Middleton's a solid He's a solid number two. We, we've yeah. talked about it. You know, there's there's not really much to say about it. He's not having his great series right now, but he's, he, he wasn't – I mean, he's not playing like Paul George did in the Mass series, so I can't really can't really say too much. I'd like to see more, but he's not the problem. Um, nor is really Lopez. I, I just think they need some more consistent role players, man. Like, I think that's what it comes down to. Like, right, Kyle Corver, get rid of him. He's old. I know. He can still give you – you know some threes when they're important and when when they matter. But I just think they gotta, I think they gotta go, they gotta get some more offense, man. Because you just see when Giannis gets shut down, it's like the rest of the team's just stagnant and it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he probably does stay realistically, but I don't know. I guess somebody can swoop in and give him a good offer. I, I don't think it's gonna be a team he necessarily want to go to because there's there's probably not gonna be very many if any you know good teams that are going to put up a bid for him but i could be wrong
0: that you mean that we we've expected we've expected uh other teams to pick up some players and 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 ends up the player goes to the completely different squad so again it wouldn't surprise me
1: one oh no i mean for sure i mean it's just sports and that's the way it works um Depends on what the player wants. If they feel like they're that close to a championship or that they're loyal to the franchise, they stick around. But if they're looking for the money or they know they're the missing piece to the puzzle, they go elsewhere. I mean, it just it's one of those things that you can all these guys on the TV can say, oh, I have inside. He's going here. I have inside. He's going there. But at the end of the day, nobody fucking knows. We can't read minds. So, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I would just have to wait to see how this series turns out before. I would make my assumption on the case, but, you know, who knows? I, I, I do think something's going on with his mental state, though. Um, and it's kind of like, it, it's not the same because he, he's not falling off like James Harden uh, characteristically has in the past. Um, but it's almost like these guys that just go so hard all year and put the team on their back, it's just like, you know, I'm pointing out the obvious here, but it's just not feasible, man. <laughs> like, these guys just they wear down their tires so much during the regular season and to get into the playoffs and even sometimes in the opening rounds. And then when it actually matters, they can't be there, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's that's it with Giannis. I feel like he is just trying to force way too much because his team isn't showing up.
1: He's definitely trying to force too much. And you can definitely tell he's getting really irritated, which it, it's, it's causing him to not play. To the level that we expect. I mean, he's getting in his own head. You're definitely right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. I want to touch one topic. I don't know if you saw yesterday, uh, Mr. JoJo Joe Embiid was uh, campaigning uh, pretty hard for his buddy uh, Jimmy Butler um, on social media yesterday, and I saw some people talking about it. It is crazy to me that Philly was like, "Nah, man, Bucks or Butler's not a max player." But Al Horford is. So we're going to give him that money. Uh, Bye, Jimmy. You can leave. Like, so that's crazy. And I also feel like Joel Embiid campaigning out there for Mr. Butler. I'm like, hmm. I don't know if JoJo wants to be in Philly long term, man. I know I'm reading between the lines a lot. But I think Joel Embiid really likes Butler as a teammate. And I think he's pretty pissed I think, off on this. I think Joel, yeah.
0: I think Joel Embiid loves Jimmy Butler. I think, I think uh, Joel Embiid. I think his favorite teammate that he's played for is is Jimmy Butler, because I feel like both of them share the same mentality.
1: Yes, yes, they see the they, they see the same uh, walk of life. Right? they see the game the same way. Exactly. They see what needs to be. I mean, look, it's a long shot, but Miami could definitely make some moves to get Joel Embiid if he could get out. Of the yeah, middle. sorry, Bam. Well, I mean. You could realistically still keep Bam. Um, I'm not saying you have to get rid of Bam, but Miami's definitely got some pieces that they could um, make for a trade uh, to give Philly in return. Um, I feel like Bam would have to be one one of the players, though, in the mix. I mean, probably, but the way Philly's constructed right now, it's almost like Bam would barely fit in there. I mean, I know he's a big, but... That, that team, that I mean, we talked about it last week, that roster needs an overhaul. So I'm not saying that trade would work at the end of the day. But, I mean, if I had to read between the lines, and I know I am right now, but it, it definitely seems like Joe Embiid's kind of salty that the 76ers Max Horford and didn't keep Butler. And I kind of think he wishes he was playing with Butler again. I, I, I mean, I I would share that same sentiment. And honestly, I would love to watch him, because I like Joe Embiid. And you know how I feel about Jimmy Butler. He's in my top ten for a reason. I like Jimmy Butler. So, I like
0: Jimmy Butler too, man. I, I feel like those two definitely make things work because even though Jimmy Butler is is mostly a, a, um, a slasher, I feel like he can score too. Like, he, he can make his own shot, unlike a Mr. Ben Simmons.
1: Well, and yeah, yeah, you, you pointed or you alluded to it, like, Jimmy Butler's not known to be a shooter, but his shot's not broken. No. He can definitely shoot. He showed you that last night. He can uh, I, I, if anything, he's improved his shot. Absolutely. I mean, he wasn't touted to be a shooter when he came into the league originally. That wasn't what you knew Jimmy Butler to be, which, to be fair, he stayed very consistent with what you knew him to be and what people drafted him. like that. He, he's still the same player that when he came into the league, what he was touted to be. So credit to Jimmy Butler. He hasn't really changed who he is he hasn't had to change his game because his game just fits perfectly. And he he's a mismatch for uh, a lot of people. Um, and I'd love to see them play together. I, I really would. I would not, I would, I would not be to opposed have, see to them. That. Yeah. I would love to see them back together. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I don't, I'm not looking at both of the rosters right now, but I can tell you that he definitely have pieces to do it and they may have some picks to be able to make it happen too. But if you keep some of your wings that are shooting at a good clip, if you keep like, you know, you keep Robinson, uh, you're for sure gonna keep Tower Hero. Um, I have a feeling it's gonna be you're gonna have to get rid of None Robinson or Hero if you're gonna make the MD trade work. So mm-hmm. realistically, you're losing one, but if you keep the other two, um, <laughs> I mean, but you're but talking I keep- about a dirty
0: lineup, dirty lineup. Yeah, but I but the thing is, I would want to keep Hero and None. I think for those sure. two those two fit perfectly with with Jimmy buckets man
1: well and you're not going to dude you're not going to trade hero man like that guy's shown too much i mean i know it's joe and b that you're getting in return but if i'm not mistaken robinson's a little bit older than both none and hero so you're keeping your younger players no no robinson's uh first season as well so I mean, it's interesting. I, I don't know how they would make it work, but they could definitely make it work. They definitely have the assets, and they probably have some picks lined up, too, um, to make it work. So, I don't know. I, I know I'm reading between the lines, and it's probably a long shot, but I just thought about that last night when I was seeing JoJo active on social media. But good for him, rooting on his buddy, Jimmy Buckets. I like it. I like At it, too, man. Finest.
0: Yeah, man. I, I, if I could, if I could make make dynamic duos, bro. I feel like Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler are the perfect marriage. You know, I feel like, uh, you know how how uh, LeBron and AD just mesh so perfectly. I think Joel Embiid and uh,
1: Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler are basketball soulmates. They're basketball soulmates, and they are like the pure definition of grit. Mm-hmm. in my mind. So I'd love to see it. I'm right there with you. Um and anybody that listens to this knows that you and I are both very big JoJo fans. So this you this more would than appease, me. you're yeah, yeah, more than I. Me. This, this would appease me so much. I'd be so happy. I would definitely yeah. uh I would definitely become a Heat fan. I mean, <laughs> it's just the way it would just the way it would work. I mean, since I don't really have a dog in a fight anymore, I mean, Granted, I still I still love Curry, I still love Thompson, so you know when they're back next year and they're playing and they're healthy, I'll definitely be paying attention to the Warriors. But I mean, since I don't really have a hometown player in this race, it's more like I kind of follow where players I like go. So that's just kind of how it is. Um, I do want to move on to I don't want to spend too much time on this series because I think it kinda of ended the way we we thought it would. But um the Mavs going down to the Clippers, it doesn't really surprise me. I, I think we knew that they yeah. were going to turn it on um, and that the Mavs were playing with the ultimate house money, and it was such a long shot. Um, part of me wonders, though, if KP didn't go down, uh, what that would have looked like. I know the Mavs won that big game with the Luka buzzer beater without KP, but um, I mean, I, I feel like the Mavs would much rather have wanted KP on the than not, so... Definitely, definitely. Um, and again, what did I say? It, even if the Mavs lost the series, it had nothing... To, like, Luka was still going to have a great series, and he did. He had a absolutely phenomenal series. Um, and fuck Marcus Morris. Straight up, fuck that guy. Like, come on. I, I mean, I know you saw both of the, the incidents. Like, first of all, the ankle stepping... Yeah. You, can, you can come out and say whatever you want to. You can say, and you probably need to say for your reputation and not to get fined and everything. You, you have to cover your own ass and say that it wasn't malicious. But anybody that watches that video and tells me that he was not intending to step on that ankle is a, is a fucking liar. Like, it was clearly obvious. So you have that incident. And then you have the next game where he straight up, like, slaps Luca or basically punches him in the face over his shoulder, acting like he was going for the ball. Um, like, dude, come on. I mean, it was, it was clearly obvious that Marcus Morris was targeting Luka that entire series. And actually it wasn't just even him. I mean, there, there was quite a few guys on the Clippers squad. It's just funny to me that these guys, these vets that have been around for a while are getting super riled up and getting super concerned about this 21 year old that's just lighting the league on fire. I mean, if anything, like Luka should feel good about that. Cause people are going out of his way to fuck with him because he's just lighting everybody on fire.
0: Yeah man. I mean, I would uh <sighs> That's what 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 ticks me off about about the, the like the Clippers they really didn't have an answer for Luka except for how do, how do we slow him down? Oh, he has an ankle injury. Let's get let, let's hit that. Like they, they have like, to be like like and, and, and credit and and look, credit the Clippers that that's a that is a game plan. You know, you have your bruiser And that's what the Morris trends are are mostly known for. They're they're No,
1: they're they're entirely known for that, dude. They this literally stretches back to them being at Kansas. Like this shit happened all the time. That's exactly what they're known for.
0: They're the enforcers. Which look that's so happened that so happened that that they can so happen play a little bit, you know. Most enforcers they're they're pretty shite at basketball, and all they're there to do is to, you know, put the hammer down on somebody.
1: And I but, get it. You know, you have to have your guy that's going to be physical there. But, like, dude, Marcus Morris took it too far, and it was obvious. Like, again, he can go out and say whatever he wants to, but it doesn't seem like from what I've seen anybody's in his corner on this because both incidents were pretty obvious. And, it, you know, credit to Luca, He got pretty fired up after that last flaker foul where he went down to the ground. He was about to charge Morris, which good thing his teammates stopped him because I'm not taking Luca in that fight. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I'm, I'm not crit- taking him there. But the grit that the, that the kid is showing, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm a huge fan. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. And he had a great series. He was not the reason that the Mavs fell short. Um, he, he's going to have a great career. And that team's going to get better. Um, but I have to say, I think the Clippers are probably the most unlikable team left in the playoffs. The Clippers? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's crazy too because the you would think that it would be the lakers you know obviously because you know lebron and and it's the lakers and stuff like that but actually a lot of people
1: rooting for the lakers i I mean it's crazy for me to say but i'm definitely rooting for the lakers over the clippers i know i picked the clippers but at this point i mean they just left between the the bad play from you know everybody but fly leonard really um and then just like the i don't even know how to describe it just the the knock I don't even know how to describe it. It's just they, they, they played rough, they played irresponsibly. Um and yeah, I don't I don't really they they, they were big mouth, they were talking before the playoffs even started. Like I, I don't really I like Kawhi Leonard, but I'm not gonna root for the Clippers. I just don't they to me, bad taste in my mouth and they they're just as unlikable as it gets.
0: Yeah, I mean, besides Kawhi Leonard, man, all of all and and in Harold, I feel like him, like Kawhi and Harold, they're both like you know, work hard for your work hard for, your, for, like you know, they're they're focused on the game. They're not really wanting to bullshit too much, but the rest of the team, man, I have never seen a sense of entitlement from a team so that much so hasn't won jack
1: shit. Yeah, if anything, I really hope they lose, so it just goes to show, because talking never gets you anywhere, man. I mean, if history shows you anything, if you're talking shit, I mean, especially if, if you can't come out and back it up, like Paul George, we talked about it last week, he was talking to all that smack before the playoffs started, and then until the last two games, he looked like absolute dog shit. I mean... Yeah, they're, they're just unlikable. And I mean, just the way they, like the Mavs played them so close without KP for half that series. I mean, I don't feel good about the Clippers chances against anybody moving on. Um, so yeah, um, that's really all I have to say about that series other than Luke as a stud. And when the Mavs get him more help, uh, I, I I assure you that the Mavs will be relevant uh, for years to come. And certainly he will be. Um, I'm just glad he didn't get hurt more than he, than he did. Because I would have been real pissed if he would have gotten hurt on one of those plays. Because, I mean, did you see after the game? Because they asked him both times. (laughs) After the last foul, he was just like, I want nothing to do. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I want nothing to do with Marcus Morris. It's like, I I, I don't like that guy. Uh, He's been coming at me all series. He's been doing some ridiculous stuff. Like, it's just crazy to me. Um, But yeah, that's really all I have to say about that series. I'm disappointed, but again... The, the realist in in me knew that the Mavs had no chance. So I'll leave it oh, yeah. that. Um and we'll see. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean it, it just you know it just goes to show like like the the Mavs the Mavs are, are I feel like they, they 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 got more respect from from the league after this whole situation because you know you have you have this up and coming star that obviously has toughness and grip to him as well. You know, and he's one of the younger stars in the NBA, and he's not backing down from anybody. He doesn't care, man. He was ready to go toe-to-toe with Harrell uh, when they had their their little
1: uh, scuffle. And like I said, man, he was about to charge Marcus Morris, which is a no-no. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Luca, man, but you're not very athletic, and you're, you're certainly not a big bruiser. I mean, I'm not going to take you in that fight as much as I love you. Um, I think the other thing that stings for me in this series, too, is I really like Doc Rivers. I really Mm -hmm. like doc rivers he's a great coach uh Mm -hmm. i mean what i mean thank you captain obvious yeah i mean it it just it stinks because you know doc rivers has had a great career not only from like a coaching standpoint but just like his personality and his drive and his motivation and just the way he like connects with people like he doc rivers is an amazing human being so it it sucks that he's got this hard-nosed, unlikable squad, because I'm like, man, I really like Doc Rivers. Like, I always want to see Doc Rivers do well, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'd still be happy for them if they went all the way and won, um, but, yeah, this, like I said, Clippers got bad taste in my mouth, and um, also, your Nuggets a uh, pretty sizable lead. I don't know what the Jazz are doing. Not looking great so far. Don't fall asleep
0: on it, dude, bro. This series, like, again, like, I'm not I'm not confident until that clock hits zero, zero, 0 in the fourth quarter.
1: That's fair. I think the, the Jazzers playing sloppy. I've seen a lot of turnovers.
0: Yeah. The one thing that I've been noticing is just, like, Colbert just looks like he he has cinder blocks for feet and, like... <laughs> yeah, he does. And saute hands for play? hands. Like, he's just not... Like I don't know what it is about him, man. I feel like he has like two left feet,
1: <laughs> or he's wearing two left shoes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's just been re- so strange.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He just let MPJ get right behind him for that dunk. I'm like, where? Come on, man. Like, y- not MPJ, but that was uh that was uh Torrey Craig. Oh uh, no, it wasn't. I thought it was Torrey Craig. I don't think that was Torrey Craig, but I could be wrong. Um. Regardless, he he does he doesn't look like he's all there. It looks like Donovan Mitchell is about the only person out on the floor right now for the Jazz. Bro, guys.
0: I I think the Jazz the jazz, I think the pressure of being up three one got to them.
1: I mean, but like you said it yourself, I can't really say anything until the clock turns zero because I really I have no real insight on how this is going to turn out, and I don't think anybody does.
0: Yeah, and then the 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 Jazz probably have the best in-game adjuster in all of
1: the NBA. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Quinn Snyder knows... I mean, we talked about it. That guy, mid-game adjustments is, are exactly what he's known for. That's that's what he's good at. So, I mean, if they go into halftime down, you know, less than double digits, expect some adjustments to come out and then to, you know, bring it back close early. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised.
0: I wouldn't be either, man. I... I, I'm expecting it actually. I'm expecting them to turn up the intensity. I expect them to, to finish off the
1: quarter very, very efficiently. So I'm gonna save the best for last. Um, but I, I gotta get to this series that's pissing me off because I'm honestly, after watching the game today, I'm pretty irate. Today,
0: today.
1: What is Toronto doing? Y- you I mean, granted, Boston or Boston, like formidable opponent. They're not going to go down easy. They're definitely not going to go down easy. We've talked about that, but man, both both winnable games for Toronto, especially today. Like if Siakam wouldn't have placed his heel on that line, it, it may have went to overtime. But I'm just disappointed in the Raptors, man. They're they're not giving me what I, I'm. I feel like I've been acclimated to seeing throughout this bubble, including the playoffs. Like they just don't look like the same team. Like defense is looking a little bit more suspect. Um, I mean, OG and Obi was, like, your leading scorer for the Raptors today, which is not something you ever see. Credits to him, for mm-hmm. sure. But, man, I'm, I'm just – I'm disappointed in the Raptors. I like, they can definitely turn it back around. They're only down two. But, I mean, I don't think Boston's a team you want to be down 0-2. Like – No, absolutely not. And credit to the Celtics, man. They're, they're playing the same style of game they've been playing all year, and it's been working. So, you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But – I mean, I, I guess I'm just shocked, man. It, it's been close, but I, I just, I really thought, if anything, they'd split game and game, and it'd be 1-1 right now. But I don't know, man. I'm not feeling good about Toronto going back to the finals right now. I know there's still a lot of ball to be played, but I'm just kind of disappointed. Yeah, man. Well,
0: you know, it, it's just one game. We will... You know, well,
1: it's two games till- now. It's two games. It's not just one. It's Boston leads two to zero. And- oh shit. I forgot
0: that this was their second game. Holy fuck. But again, dude, we can't we can't freak out all that much. I mean, theoretically, they uh but no, actually no. I mean, but I definitely can't yeah. because
1: here's the thing, man. Like Boston's clicking at the right time. Tatum had mm-hmm. 34 today. Kimba Walker had 17. Marcus Smart had 19. Jalen Brown had 16. They had a good 11 from Williams off the bench. And I, I'm just looking at the Raptors. They didn't even play a bad game, at least from their starters go. Like, Siakam had 17. Like I said, Anobi had 20. Kyle Lowry had 16. A little lackadaisical cool for him. Um, and Van Fleet had 19. But it's just like, what – they're, they're so close and they're known to be this defensive powerhouse and be consistent. And th- to still a degree, I mean, they had four starters out of five in double digits, but this is just not the, the Boston Celtics are not a team that you want to tone it down for. They're not a team mm-hmm. you want to fall behind to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I don't know, man. I I'm not feeling good. I know it's only two games and the, it, it can definitely be turned around, but I just expected more from the Raptors because they, they looked a lot like the Heat in the first round and really most of the bubble where they were just, they were cruising. I don't even know, I'm looking back, I gotta look back at the Raptors' schedule. They may have lost one game, the entire regular season bubble, and the playoffs because they swept the, the Nets. I don't even think they lost a game. Um, no. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. Okay, so they, they lost to Boston. They, they they lost one game, and they lost to Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's three in a row that they've lost to Boston. Yeah, which it, which isn't great. But, I mean, credit to the Celtics. <laughs> this is what you get when you're well-coached and you have solid players, you know, from top to bottom. This, this is exactly what you get. But, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say, but I'm disappointed. But yeah, I do yeah. expect the Raptors to come back punching uh, game mm-hmm. three. I really do expect Kyle I Lowry think, to have a really good game.
0: Yep. I believe the sense of urgency will will, will definitely uh, turn up. But uh, I just – I watched
1: the game. It's just like it's silly. It's it's mistakes that you don't expect to see from them, especially defensively. Like they just didn't look as crisp and as fluid as I'm used to seeing their defense. And they also seem to be turning the ball over at a pretty good clip, which is uncharacteristic of them as well. Yeah. Um, so it, they just didn't look like they were playing uh, comfortably and playing their game, which maybe, again, is credit to Boston for making them play uncomfortably and making them feel pressure. But, yeah, they just didn't look like themselves. And, again, I you know, there's still a lot of ball to be played. But, yeah, I guess this is my, like, biggest shocker so far, I think. Um, and some people would say, oh, you're, you're more shocked about Toronto going down 0-2 against the Celtics versus the Heat going up 1-0 against the Bucks. Yes that's that's exactly what i'm saying i'm I'm more shocked by this this is not what i expected
0: yeah well again we'll just see what the raptors are
1: made of you know they're made of grit man they're made of steel i know these guys got more in the tank i mean they really do i know it and they got coach of the year they just have a solid team i think they can pull it out um But, again, Boston is not a team that you want to mess around with and take your time with. You need to go out there and punch them in the mouth. Yep. Agreed. Another
0: another team, man, that's just been super-duper exciting to watch, these motherfucking
1: OKC Thunder, bro. Yeah. I mean, dude, CP3 with the stare down on Harden last night, funniest shit I've seen. And you know that's what he wanted. And you know that's exactly what he wanted. What did I tell you, man? This is like the revenge series for Chris Paul. He's like, okay, you guys traded me. I'm gonna come out here and punch you in the mouth. I'm making sure you guys go home and have to watch me play another series. And that wish would you still be had me.
0: hilarious. Absolutely, hilarious. I'm 100 percent rooting
1: for it. 100%. I'm rooting
0: for it for it too. But let's let's see, man, because Russell Westbrook is, you know, he's a
1: sore loser. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. okay, hold on. He he is a sore loser, but there's no way you can tell me he's more of a sore loser than James Harden. James Harden is the definition of a sore loser.
0: No, but but no. What I'm saying is Russell Russell Westbrook is a sore loser in a good way. Like he doesn't I I think he comes out
1: on firing on all cylinders. I mean, he he's got to because he did not look good last night. I mean, you there's an argument to be made that if you're looking at the loss last night and the Thunder going up, there was three people that were involved: CP3 on the Thunder side, and then Mike D'Antoni and Russell Westbrook. Because the argument could be made that those last three possessions the Rockets had, D'Antoni, why are you not putting the ball in your best scorer's hands? So, like, hard not having the ball those last three possessions, at least primarily, super suspect, um, and. I, this is kind of what you get with Westbrook, man, because he only has one gear that he plays at. He plays at 100% like, speed the whole time. And sometimes things are moving too fast, and you see what happens. He makes that super bad pass yep. uh, to Covington, and, I, I mean, he lost him the game. They, they could have – I'm not saying that they, they were going to tie it up, but they definitely had the chance to do it.
0: Oh, no, I, I, I agree, man. They had every opportunity to win that game. Absolutely, I, but dude, they, they were, shot they were up themselves
1: digits at one point. They they shot themselves in the foot, essentially, man. But this is what you get. This is like this is the thing that you get with the Rockets. That this is their limitation. I really, th-
0: and and we've discussed this on multiple multiple occasions that, um, that that offense that that team is built for
1: Harden to get MVPs, not championships. It's super limited, man. It's just super one dimensional and. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even think it's a hot take because there's rumors that D'Antoni could get another job. I think he gets fired if they get exited. If they get yep. sent home, I think he yep. gets fired. There's no way. He's I don't gonna...
0: see. I don't see how that man has has had multiple uh, opportunities, man.
1: I really don't either because, like, he's had one of the most prolific scores of all time. Of all time, arguably the greatest scorer to have blessed this earth. And they've been playoff contenders and been on the playoff. They've been in the playoffs every single year. He's been there, and they've had. This is two- probably
0: the worst. Uh, this has
1: probably been the worst seating that they've had. While but to be fair, to be fair, this is not all on him because again, Harden is super limited and has to play a specific style of basketball, and so is Westbrook. They're. I mean, they they both have to fit a certain offense. You can't plug them into any team. And expect it to work because it won't. This is what you get. This is exactly what you get.
0: Agreed. One hundred percent. I'm right there with you, man. You're not going to hear too much arguments uh, from me when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, James Harden, man. I just I feel like that boy just
1: needs to. I, I feel like he needs to change his game. And it's not all on him. I don't want anybody listening to this thinking that, oh, James Harden's the only reason that they've never made the finals. No. But he plays a considerable, like, part in it. Part in it. And, I mean, they're the only team that plays true iso ball and that relies on it. And, again, I I know I've repeated this week after week after week. But you see the limitations when they play the style of basketball. And I want them – You know i I, i'm not a big james harden fan i obviously respect the skill and everything but i think he's a sore loser um he has been time and time again i want them to lose so they can blow this experiment up because if i have to sit through another year of them getting some other all-star and people clamoring about them potentially being finals favorites and all this jazz and then it falling flat again it's just going to make me sick to my stomach because every year i come out and say the rockets are going to do the same thing they did the year before and be to be fair every single year i'm right <laughs> like i i just see the writing on the wall i don't know how some people are so blind to it yeah i don't i don't understand man i'm not saying that i understand basketball better than anybody else out there but if you understand basketball at all i think it should be pretty obvious with the state that the league's in that this type of team just doesn't work mm-hmm. and not to say that they don't have talented players i think they do it's just I don't think this mix works. Just like I don't think it works in Philly. Like, there's there's just certain like structures to a team and certain teams you try to put together that just to, ooh, Carson just airballed that bad. But there's just certain there's certain teams that you put together and on paper you're like yeah man that works. But then you see it and you're like how does like the team and like the ownership not realize that this just doesn't work, man? I mean, so yeah I and on the flip side like. The Thunder are a super likable team. I don't really mm-hmm. think that you can come out, anybody could say, Oh, I don't like the Thunder for X, Y, and Z. They don't have anybody that may cause a thing. That you you can
0: hey. I mean, Chris Paul to an
1: extent, you know. To an extent. Um, but not on this team. I mean, definitely mm-hmm. in the past. And it, you know what, if you have some uh beef with Chris Paul while he was on the Rockets or while he was on the Clippers, that's fine. I mean, I'm not gonna hold you Hold you or not gonna hold be it mad at you for that. You, yeah, too. yeah, exactly. But I mean he, he's done, if anything, I'm, I'm actually, like, I gained a lot of respect for him because there was so much clamoring that he wasn't even going to stay with the team um, and go somewhere else, and he stuck with it, and they could very well end up going to the semis. So, I mean, credit to him. I think I've gained a lot of respect for him, actually. I think it's really went the opposite direction. Plus, they got some dudes on that team, man. They got some dudes. Nobody's going to say anything bad about Adams. You can't complain. You can't say anything bad about Roberson or Gallinari. I mean, Shea's definitely the truth. Um, So, yeah. I mean, Schroeder's playing terrific basketball. He's playing. I mean, he's having the best stretch he's had in his career, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you, you just have a lot of consistency on that team. And I'd be really happy for the Thunder, especially since I'm a Midwest guy and that's the closest team. There's a lot of Thunder fans around here. I'd love to see them go on. I wouldn't have any problem with that. And it would be pretty funny to me, again, if Chris Paul took the Thunder further than Russell Westbrook and the Rockets. Because it's funny for a multitude of reasons, right? Because the Rockets had him last year, traded him away for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, yeah, they had some playoff victories with the Thunder, but never, you know, they never lived up to expectations. Like, it would just be funny for a multitude of reasons. It really Mm -hmm. would. And granted, Russ didn't pick this this trade. He didn't, you know, this wasn't necessarily his decision, but he was definitely peeped with the Thunder, and I think he was pretty excited to go back and play with Harden, and damn, it sure don't look good for him now. Um, If anything, I think this is probably, like, Russell Westbrook, he's had still a pretty good season. He's still the player that we, you know, expect out of him. But again, I, I know I'm reiterating myself, but... This Rockets formula is just exposing James Harden and Russell Westbrook so much. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It really does. But, I mean, sometimes that's just the way it works. And you know what? Good players adjust and work on their flaws and work on their stuff in the offseason and come back better. So maybe that's the case here. But I just don't think the style that the Rockets play is set up for success and longevity. And I think if I had to make a prediction, I think the Thunder win a narrow game seven, Tony gets fired, and the rest is just, we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. I don't know what Maury's got cooking, but I mean, people have claimed that Maury's a magician in the past. So I guess we'll see what he can cook up this off season because I think it's going to be a long and hard one for him. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I, I, I just have a feeling that he's going to
0: blow everything up this season. Like if they don't get a championship, he's going to blow it up because in his mind, uh, a championship is the only
1: sign of success for this team? I mean, but but what what are you gonna do? I mean, I don't I don't think he's gonna give up on Harden. I, I think he'd be Mm-mm. foolish. I, I, but I think he stays with Harden, but he
0: tries to like I don't know maybe trade uh, Russell Westbrook for some draft picks. Um, you know what I mean? I I I I think that he he just blows everything up and starts fresh with Harden. Yeah, but I mean, Harden
1: isn't getting any younger. You know, so I know he's still your franchise player and you're not going to move on from him, but they've just made some questionable moves, man. Like getting rid of Capella, I know you were going small ball, but like why? Why did you get rid of Capella? I mean, because the thing is now they're stuck in this, it's like the opposite of Philly. Philly's stuck in this like old big man roster, and Houston's stuck in this old small man roster. And you have to make moves for this to work again and look somewhat semblant of a normal basketball team. And I don't even know if they can get it all done in one off season, to be honest with you, because I'm going to go look at their their contracts right now, but I don't think they're necessarily doing good financially either. I think they got a lot of their money tied up. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. So Russell Westbrook, you're paying $38 million this year. Ooh. James Harden, $38 million this year. Woof. Um, actually, you know, otherwise, um, PJ Tucker's your next highest paid. No. No, Eric Gordon, fourteen million. Which Eric Gordon's kind of looks stinky. I know he's been hurt. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, in,
0: I, that's nothing new with Eric Gordon, man. I feel like he like he's never played a full season.
1: Yeah, I. I to be honest with you, people can come at me if you want to. I kind of think Eric Gordon's been kind of overrated. You know, I, he's I, I overrated
0: mean, based on based off of his availability, but talent, he,
1: bro. You you can't. Well, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. From a talent, can, yeah. Correct. But I think people are always like, Gordon's going to come in. He's going to save the day. It just doesn't, it, you know, I, I think Gordon may just, like, he, he's still good. But he's not anywhere near the Gordon we're, we're used to seeing. And he's not getting any younger. He's 31, you know. Um, and he's been hurt. Like you said, he's been hurt so many times. Like, he's been so limited, like, athletically now. Like, he's just kind of truly a wing, a wing shooter now.
0: Mm-hmm. He lost I mean, a little bit of his of his athletic
1: athletic ability. For sure, he definitely did. Um, so I'll take back. I guess they're not super tied up in money. I mean, they're paying Covington 11, they're paying Gordon 14. Um, but again, you're paying 38 to both James Harden and Russell Westbrook, so that hurts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just don't know what you do. I mean, I like some of the players on this team. I like Austin Rivers. Um, Jeff Green's not bad. Eric Gordon's definitely capable. You wouldn't—I don't think you'd get rid of him. Um, Covington—you could probably get some if you put him in a, a trade package with maybe like Russell Westbrook and maybe like a Daniel House Jr. or something. I think you could probably get a pretty good return. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just think—I think this experiment, if you want to call it an experiment, I think it's just going to rear its ugly head. And it, I, if if you're Maury, I think you have to blow it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no other option. I mean, you basically dug
1: yourself in a a really tough hole. That's what happens when you put all your eggs in the same basket, man. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, ah, Murray looks, he's laying down on the ground. Let's hope he's okay. It looks like he got hit in the groin. Uh Uh-oh. He's quenching his upper left thigh. Hopefully he didn't tear something, man. Mm-hmm. He's nursing that And he's stretching it now I think, you know, I think it's a trolley horse Yeah, it may have been I didn't see the play It looks like he may have just gotten dinged pretty high up there Because I thought it was a groin shot mm-hmm. Oh, But he's still he's still nursing it pretty bad He stood up and now he's back down See if he's limping I want to see the replay here I mean Oh dead. yeah, yeah, he got dinged pretty bad on angles I think he's he'll, he'll be okay. He oh yeah, they the, just clank knees. They just clank knees real bad. And Joe's like, no, don't go down to the ground. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he'll probably be all right. I, I couldn't tell. I, I was I was too uh, on my my rockets, uh, serene here. <laughs> yeah, they don't pay any attention to what was going on in the game.
0: Ooh, if anything, if anything, Joe Ingles looked like
1: his knee was. His knee buckled a little bit.
0: It definitely buckled
1: a little bit, but he didn't He didn't lose his footing, which tells me he's probably okay. He's an Aussie. He, he's a tough guy.
0: Yeah, those Aussies are really something built out of something else, man. I don't know what the fuck they're made out of. They're made out of, like, uranium or something.
1: Oh, shit, man. They got kangaroos in their backyard, you know? Remember seeing the video of the, the guy's dog that was caught up with the kangaroo? Yes! <laughs> Dude. Uh, bro, the balls that, that Aussies have, man. Yeah, dude, that guy, like, we were, I, actually, I was watching that video the other week. I was showing somebody, and, like, that guy had no fear. He walked up to that kangaroo and hit it square in the face. Like, you could see it in the video. The kangaroo's even surprised. He's like, did this motherfucker just punch me? Yeah, he was just <laughs>
0: like, like, this dude did not just fucking
1: punch me in the face. Like, But the kangaroo was so thrown off, he was like, I guess I better leave. He's <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I really hope Murray
0: doesn't get hurt, just because if the Nuggets end up you know getting past this this round like he's going to be crucial
1: well yeah no for sure if you guys don't have murray i give you absolutely no shot no shot jokic yeah, is mean, not willing is no, jokic is not willing. you guys to beat in the clippers
0: mm-mm. as much as as much as i love jokic too yeah face. it's just
1: like he can't do it on his own man not with the with with i mean just not with how the clippers are you're going to need some offense, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, so, I guess if I had to take take a guess, you and I are both thinking it's going to be Lakers' Thunder and Clippers' Nuggets? Hopefully. That's my hope.
0: Purchase,
1: purchase, purchase. I really – I would like to see – you know, it's kind of fun watching LeBron play mellow. I'd love to see LeBron and CP3 battle it off.
0: Yeah, that would be a lot of fun to watch, uh, you know, especially because, you know, those guys – Um, LeBron, Melo, Chris Paul, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. They're all buddies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see a series like that. Do I give the Thunder a chance if they go to play the Lakers? Absolutely not. I think it'd be kind of foolish. But it would still be a fun series. Um, You guys could potentially – I mean, if Murray's healthy, presumably, uh, it doesn't look like he's he's not even nursing that leg anymore. If he doesn't get hurt, I I think you guys could – Make it interesting for the Clippers. I don't know if you guys would have enough to beat them, but make it interesting to say the make very it least. interesting at least. Yeah. I feel
0: like I feel like they'll make they'll try to make it interesting, but at the end of the day, man, Kawhi Leonard is just a different animal, and we just don't have anything to respond to to Kawhi Leonard.
1: You know the thing about Kawhi that just like I you know I feel like people they'll talk about him for a while and then they like completely forget he exists. And he's it's just because silently he doesn't talk. dominant. He's just, been just silently he, dominant.
0: I mean, it's because he doesn't talk, man. He's not a very flashy person. I mean, well, he's like not ne- really that
1: flashy of a player. I mean, like, look, mm-hmm. if you're not like you and I love basketball, we love the NBA. So we like to watch him play. But if you're a casual fan, you're probably not necessarily going to like watching quiet Leonard play. Right? Like, he's not making crazy threes, he's not making crazy drives to the basket and throwing it down like LeBron. Like he's not doing some of those things, but mm-hmm. he's very fundamentally sound. He's a defensive powerhouse and he's incredibly efficient on the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, he's just been you know, I don't even want to say silently, but he's just been quietly dominating. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, but that's we knew the thing about Kawhi. Be, yeah, he's all
0: business. He doesn't he doesn't fool around. He's like he Dude, honestly, I feel like the best one-two punch, if it could ever happen, would be Dame, Damian Lillard and, and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that'd be pretty nasty. Because those guys just play with zero emotion. They they're all about business. And what what a perfect partner for for Kawhi Leonard and for Damian
1: Lillard, you know. Yeah, you think you think at any point in time, he's obviously never gonna come out and say it, but you think at any point in time in this past series that Kawhi winner was like, This is supposed to be my number two? I'm alluding to Paul George, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I, I think he had to have thought that at some time. Like, you gotta be fucking kidding me.
0: I mean, like, did you not see when uh I think it was uh Reggie Jackson, they were in transition, Kawhi fought hard for for the ball, he ends up stealing it. He passes it up to Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson takes a shot, and he airballs it. And you can just see Kawhi Leonard mouthing, I passed the ball for that shit.
1: I mean, to be fair, like, I don't have anything bad to say about Kawhi. I'm not going to. He'd be the only player that I'm really riding for on that team other than Blue Will because I like Blue Will. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we knew he was going to be the centerpiece and the focal point of this team, but... I mean, he's got to be thinking at some point, like, I didn't sign up for this shit. I came over here because you guys told me we were going to have a powerhouse team, and they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. But are they great? Mm. Or is quite great and willing his way and bringing them along for the ride? Because I think that's more true. Like, are I the think Lakers, that's, like, I think it's the latter. You could even make an argument, are the Lakers great? Or is it just Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Because I again I think like the Lakers have some good pieces. They're a good team. But the reason the Lakers look great is because of LeBron James and AD. It's not because exactly. it's not because it, of anybody else. It's not because of Danny Green and JaVale McGee. They're good role players, but that's not what makes that team great. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I I'm right there with you, man. I'm a I, I agree with you. By the way, man, Donovan Mitchell has been suspect this game. He has been he a little suspect. Been, his passes have been kind of like I, I don't know what the heck's going on with him. His passes are looking really bad. I mean, he's not making very smart plays. Do you think it's him being frustrated and him wanting to do too much? Yes. And he and yes. he and he's, and he's, has the same thing with Giannis, where he's thinking about what he has to do instead of letting his body and letting his his you know his basketball IQ and his instincts. Take over?
1: I can't compare the two because I think what I pointed out earlier is that I don't think it's all that Giannis is frustrated that his team is not helping him along, but I think Giannis is way more of a limited player. At least with Mitchell, you do have the versatility. If you know what I'm talking about, like you do Mm -hmm. have different tricks that you can pull out of your bag. Giannis, it's kind of one dimensional. Um, So I think, yeah, I think Mitchell's, probably a little pissed off because I've seen Clarkson airball a couple times this game. Like you and I talked about Rudy Gobert looks like he's wearing two left shoes and has saucepans for hands. Um, I love that saying by the way. Um, so yeah, I think he's a little pissed off, but I don't think it's the same scenario. Um, and I, I think very highly of Mitchell. So even if the jazz go home, it's not going to change my opinion of them. That's for sure. I know that. I mean,
0: my, I, I, my, if anything, dude, my respect has gone up for Donovan Mitchell in this whole in the series, man. Just the series alone, I like Donovan Mitchell. I thought that
1: he was that he was gonna be an up and comer, dude, but he's arrived. Oh yeah, he's arrived. There's a, there's no argument anymore that you can say, oh, he he's up and coming. No, he's here. Um, and I've always liked Donovan Mitchell because he lets his game speak for himself. You know, he doesn't really, he's not super mm-hmm. outspoken. He's not in the headlines. He's not doing this and that like he just plays basketball and he plays it well um so yeah i have definitely gained a lot of respect for him but to be fair i I always kind of thought highly of him so yeah i'm not gonna you know if the jazz go down tonight like i said i can't pin this on him he's played a great series and yeah he's not playing well tonight but if there's anything we've seen from mitchell so far it's that who knows man he could turn it on in the second half and score 30 points i mean it's not exactly it's
0: it's not it is not out of the realm of possibility so I think the Nuggets right now with them having the lead that they do like they can't they can't take the their foot off. They can't take their foot off the gas because the adjustments are coming man.
1: Yeah, this is the scenario that you and I just talked about. This is a little Be more aggressive.
0: But... You need to keep on being aggressive. You need to keep on playing good defense. Gary Harris, dude, like I don't know if you've noticed, he's only has 3 points in the basketball game. But the defense is completely different when Gary Harris is on the court
1: have you not noticed that I mean a little bit I wouldn't say completely different it definitely looks a little bit more sound Um, but that's because I think he's one of your better defensive options I I think that's pretty obvious he's probably (laughs) our best defensive option (laughs) yeah so I mean yeah the defense is going to be better when he's on the floor that's definitely true um yeah i don't know i i, I think noga's got to keep the same uh energy they gotta, and the same energy
0: they got to keep the same energy bro if they want to if they want to go on to the next round they have to have the same aggression yeah. this, these this next half has to be the Jokic and murray show
1: and on the flip side man if you're quinn snyder make those adjustments draw up some plays put mitchell in a good spot Go Bear doesn't have it today. You got to lean on your star player.
0: Exactly. You uh right now the pick and roll isn't working, so you got to figure something else out. Because they they obviously the Nuggets have figured that out and have figured out a good defense up against that. If I'm Donovan Mitchell, I throw that fucking quarter I I throw that half away.
1: Absolutely. They're and still going They're still
0: be. in the game. They are still in the fucking game, dude. And it it's not it, it's not ridiculous for there to be a 20 point swing in these next and
1: these next uh two quarters. Well yeah, I mean Donovan Mitchell hasn't played perfect games. He's had some low scoring first halves and he's came back out second halves with all cylinders clicking and firing away. I mean it's not out of the realm of possibility. Actually, I I'm kind of leaning towards expecting it. I expect Donovan I'm Mitchell expecting,
0: to... yeah. I'm expecting Donovan Mitchell to come out like a like like a fucking firecracker, bro. Like I'm expecting Donovan Mitchell to be aggressive to keep on looking for his shot, the just the rest of the Jazz team—they need to fucking figure out what the fuck they're doing, dude.
1: I mean, Rudy Gobert's always been kind of suspect. I I've always been a little lower on him than I think other people have been. I'm not saying it's he's a bad player. Because of the player. defense, yeah, it's, it's because defense. of the defense. But like, dude, he's not even playing good defense right now. Like, he doesn't look like the the defensive player of the year that we're used to seeing. Today.
0: Well, like I said, man, he looks like he like. His shoelaces are tied
1: together. <laughs> yeah, dude, he just doesn't look very much. He doesn't look there. He, just, he doesn't look like he wants to be there, and he looks very confused.
0: Exactly. Like, I I feel like that's how the, the, the whole Jazz are looking like right now, man. They're just looking flustered. They're looking confused. They just look like their feathers have been ruffled.
1: So... While we're it's halftime, I think we've kind of talked the basketball we want to talk. I there, I feel like there's some NFL stuff we should talk about. Um, yeah, man. Especially since we we got kickoff next Thursday.
0: Well, yeah. Well, you you have you, what you wait? The Hall of Fame game is you guys, right? You
1: guys have the the. Oh no, they did. They ditched that this year. We're just the the us and the Texans of the opening game for the season. So it's kickoff next Thursday. That's like mm-hmm. opening the. 2020 season. Um, yeah, I have to get this out of the way first. There's plenty of other stuff I want to talk about, but I know you probably saw it, um, Mr. Beach and Mr. Big Red, Andy Reid, both got extensions. They'll be here yep. until 2025. Um, and that's
0: good on. And that's good on
1: the organization too, man. Well, I you might. Ha- you like. You had to. I mean, these guys are both. Other than Pat Mahomes, these guys are the pillars to how this team has been successful. I mean, and it speaks to the organization for. Keeping them around. It would have been stupid not to. Um, and it just speaks to... Dude, Beach has been... In my opinion... And since he got the GM job... I think he's been the best GM the past couple of years in the NFL. I think that's... I don't think that's a, a hot take. I think you... Especially this summer. With what he's oh, been yeah. able to do. I, mean, I think he's
0: just been the best GM just based off of the the, the all the crap that he's pulled this season. How the fuck... Does somebody get their, arguably the greatest quarterback to ever fucking play the game in Patrick Mahomes, just athletically, like the most gifted player to ever play the quarterback position? How do you get him on a bargain, like a stupid bargain, and then you flip around and then you get arguably the best uh, defensive tackle, if not a top three defensive tackle in the NFL? You, You take care of him. Oh, and by the way, you didn't even have to take care of him yet. But Travis Kelsey, depending on who you ask, is either the best or the second best tight end in the NFL currently. So you signed three major, major contracts.
1: They, they literally have all of their major pieces locked up. All of their major. Yes. Pieces. I mean, exactly. They have everybody else,
0: yeah. unfortunately, everybody else is expendable except for you know uh, Mitchell
1: Schwartz, your your guys's uh, tackle. Uh, Frank Clark probably ain't going anywhere. Frank Clark, uh, I think Honey Badger. I think I think Honey him.
0: Badger. I think Honey Badger. You, he's expendable just because of his age.
1: But, yeah, how, but I don't think he's gonna want go to go. But
0: heart, but based off of heart, dude. I mean, you, you can't ask for for a better player. I I I and I that's what I think, dude. I think that if it's up to Honey Badger, he'll stay. But if Absolutely. it's up to the organization, if that's up to the organization, they're gonna try to look elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I think part of it depends on where Juan Thornhill goes in his next two years while Tyron's still here mm-hmm. um, to see, to gauge that. Um, mm-hmm. For sure, because, I mean, yeah, Matthew's not getting any younger. Um, but, like, all bias aside, this has to be one of the best off seasons I've seen an NFL team ever yeah. have. Like, yeah. <laughs> all like bias yeah. aside, this is wild they did all this in one You,
0: summer. You guys literally have all the major pieces that got you the Super Bowl, and it's very, very tough to reclaim all major pieces to your Super Bowl team when you won the championship the season before. Especially when you've never seen that. The only time that I've ever seen that is when the talent is young or there's still con there's still years left on, on some of these major players' contracts.
1: Especially other that, when you other throw than... in like they only had enough cap space to buy four copies of Madden. Like <laughs> I don't know how they did it, man. I really don't know how they did it. Dude,
0: it's just, it, it, it's it's being able to budget.
1: Yeah, kudos. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but kudos to the guy that's the the cap analyst and the cap guy for the Chiefs because that guy should be getting paid whatever he wants. Like, mm-hmm. he should be able, they should give him a check, and he should be able to write in whatever amount, and they should be like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll give you that much money. Like, yeah. that guy, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah. But moving aside from that, so obviously we we'll kick off next Thursday. Really looking forward to that. Um, but you know, there, there's plenty of other things going on. I think one of the more not necessarily shocking. Um, I guess I kind of saw it coming, but Leonard Fournette getting released and not in clearing waivers, like nobody picking him up. Um, that is crazy. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I think
0: some of these teams are waiting because it's just a money play at this point. You know.
1: Well, it's because he's a free agent now. So now he's he... a free agent.
0: So now, agent, now his agent can 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 literally like, hey, it's not our fault that he got released. His his value is still at this at this at this right now. So at, I think teams are just gonna sit and wait and just kind of play it by ear. I I have heard rumblings that your Kansas City Chiefs might be looking into into signing him
1: yeah they'd sign him for like 1.5 though i mean they're like if no team's gonna if he cleared the waivers and no team's willing to take his uh fourth year option at 4.1 like there's no way he's gonna get paid that otherwise teams would have bid for him and would have traded for him like he's not mm-hmm. gonna get he may get that money in the future which i think is what if i think he'll do a up, prove
0: it year i think yeah yeah it. for
1: sure for sure one year prove it deal um, I wouldn't hate having him if we got him for, you know, 1-1.5. One, one I, I mean, mean, he's a serviceable running back, man. For I mean, sure, he's more than serviceable. I think, like, dude, the Jags were tanking. It was pretty obvious. They got rid of everybody. I mean, I don't N'Gong- think it was all on yeah, him.
0: Yeah, Nengonkwe, like, I mean, they got rid of arguably their best player on that team. Like, at, at that
1: point? Absolutely. I mean, with what they had left. I mean, shit, after they got rid of Ramsey, it was just all downhill from there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, it- they're tanking for Trevor. They're definitely tanking for Trevor. Uh, I've also heard rumblings that the the Jags may be angling to try to get Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney from uh, Clemson,
0: Ooh. which I wouldn't Dabo hate.
1: Leaves? You think Dabo leaves? Uh, I mean, Nick Saban once left and went and coach in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean. but I
0: feel like, bro, like being a coach in the in the NCAA is way different than being a coach in the NFL.
1: Yeah, but I think I think if you're as touted as like a Lincoln Riley or a Dabo Sweeney, I think at some point you at least maybe want to prove it to yourself to see if you can do it. I agree it's different, but, I mean, realistically looking at it, if, if Sweeney left Clemson right and went and coached the Jags for a stint like uh, Nick Saban did with the Dolphins, okay, it doesn't work out. Sweeney wants to go back to college. There'll be like fucking fifty Division One schools that will, or in Power Five schools that would pick up Sweeney in a heartbeat, dude.
0: Yeah, but me as me being me, like if I were Dabo, like I look at it and I'm like, look, I built I built a a great foundation here at Clemson. You know, I'm 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 loved here. Um you know, like he probably yeah. You, I'm sure he loves his his community. He loves where he's at. At this point, he's a fucking god there.
1: I mean, yeah, for sure. I I, I don't know, though. It, this stuff happens all the time. I mean, it, you, there, a lot of the times it happens where you think that guy's going to stay there, and then he doesn't. I mean, that happens all the time. Um, I mean, honestly, probably a lot more than people would suspect it to. Um and again, I think a lot of people forget that Saban did coach in the NFL for a couple of years. It didn't work out um, as well as he probably would have hoped, but um, I mean, it certainly—I think it certainly worked better than some people would have thought. Um, and you know, my my argument to what you were saying is like, dude, Matt Rule, like he went to Baylor and took them from one of the worst teams in the Power Five to being absolutely legit. Um, after the fact and he walked away from that to go to carolina so you know i'm just saying like the door's always open yeah the door's always open but you also have to
0: look at things like from the coach's perspective too you know just because there are are greener pastures ahead you know doesn't mean that where you're at is necessarily bad
1: for sure um but yeah i mean back to the jags like and back to leonard Fournette, like he's more than serviceable. I, I I think he's got some, he obviously had some personality issues and had some, you know, today. disciplinary things going on. But I, I think that also had to do with Coughlin and Coughlin's no longer there anymore. So I, I think if, if your team, pick him up. If, if you if you need some running back depth, I mean, he, he's definitely going to provide some value for you. And in the case of the Chiefs, if he came here, him and Hilaire together, like, hmm. I think would see, That 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 would be a nice little one-two punch.
0: I also see him being with the Patriots. I see the Patriots picking him up, getting a
1: little bit of help for Cam. Absolutely. I think I think the Patriots would for sure make sense. Um, I also think um, the Detroit Lions would make sense. Yes.
0: Because uh, wait, isn't it Theo that's in the, on that? That it's their running back, Theo Riddick.
1: Uh, no, they just drafted this year. I forget. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Um, they, oh yeah, they got DeAndre Swift. That's right. So they just drafted running back this year. Mm. Um, and they got on Johnson, um, which is he's he's still nice. But do you I know think,
0: well, another player that would make that would make pretty good sense? Is the 49ers man to complement uh, Mozart?
1: Yeah, that that could also make sense. Um, I, I I think you and I are both proving our point though that I think there's a lot of places that Fournette would make sense and a lot of places mm-hmm. that he would make an impact. Now, the real question is, and especially in the Chiefs' case, if he had a good year, the Chiefs would not pay him to keep him. I think they're mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they're sold on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Unless he falls flat on his face, they're going to be very happy with what we got. And honestly, at this point, we don't have a bunch of money to play with. And if Fournette has a good year, he's going to demand some money, and the Chiefs straight up aren't going to give him it. So, I mean, as much as I'd like to see him come here for one year, I'm not going to be disappointed if he doesn't. Um, I don't think we need it. Um And I think other teams could use him and could actually pay him what he could be valued at if he had a good year. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that's like my two cents on that. But I mean, if if he came here, it's just like the the Shady McCoy thing. I mean, granted Shady had a different tenure, but a lot of that has to do with when you uh, lose Andy Reid's trust, uh, it's pretty hard to gain it back. Um, And Shady wasn't getting any younger, Um, but it was like when he came here, I was like, okay, we're paying him nothing Um, He's an established vet, and he could—he still did provide some value. It's just it was very short-lived, but it's kind of like the same situation. You know, if we want to bring him in for one year, sure, pay him cheap. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that, Um, but I'm not, like, you know, running to Arrowhead right now, running to the Chiefs office and being like, you guys need to sign this motherfucker. Like, no. No.
0: There's no rush in it, you know. Like, he's just a, a good piece to have, but I don't necessarily think any team is rushing to get him. No. Reason why? Reason
1: why? Uh, reason why he hasn't gotten picked up after one day. The other running back. Speaking on uh, running back topics, I can't believe this happened. To be honest with you, I Joe. wouldn't have paid this guy. Yeah, I wouldn't have paid him. He's why? too injury prone, man. Dude, he's too injury prone. He's falling flat on his face, man. Like he has not looked good. He, like his rookie year, he looked okay, and that was about it. You're paying him four years, forty-eight million dollars. I got to look up what Derrick Henry's getting paid because I think he's getting paid right under what Henry's getting paid. And granted, Henry probably put, or took a team-friendly deal because the Titans paid some people. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, if you're telling me based on, like, contract value right now that Joe Mixon's valued the same as Derrick Henry, that is bullshit. No. That is absolute That's, bullshit, man.
0: That is ridiculous. If he's, it, it, Like, Joe Mixon is nothing. And look, Joe Mixon yeah, is what? a good, good running back. I just... I, I don't think he he, he's, he is worthy of that money, especially with how injury prone he is.
1: Yeah, th- th- this is BS, man. He got so Mixon got four years, forty eight million. Henry got four years, fifty million. Uh uh. Mm mm.
0: There's I, no I, way that that
1: that 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 Derrick Henry's only two million dollars better than Joe. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. Best pure running back in the NFL. There, Joe Mixon doesn't even make the top twenty, in my opinion, and he's getting mm-hmm. his money like. I don't know, man. I mean, you know what? Maybe maybe the Bengals see something, um, and that's fine. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have paid him that money. I guess he... I wouldn't have either. How is he fifth in most rushing yards since 2017? He's been quiet as hell. Mm-hmm. It's because he plays for Cincinnati, too, man. I mean... That's true. I mean, for sure. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, I just, I wouldn't have paid him that money. But, I mean, I guess the Bengals are rebuilding. So, and maybe, maybe Joe Burrow can turn Mixon around and, um, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I I just don't, I don't think I would have paid him that money. But that's not my, my, my position to say it. Um, At least they didn't, like, I, I think they overpaid him. But at least they didn't overpay him in the sense of, like, what, some teams would pay for a running back, you know what I mean? Today. Like, he got money, but he didn't get, like, a, a ball-busting, like, Todd Gurley contract, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where it, like, handicaps the team. And he's probably still a tradable asset to an extent if you ever yeah. decide to move on from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then the cap,
1: you know? Presumably it will go up. Because, um, I mean, it, let's be honest, like, with, with the COVID and stuff, like, dude, the NFL ratings are going to be through the freaking roof this year, man. Like I think especially everybody's with, gonna
0: be watching. Yeah, especially with, uh, especially with us not having sports for so long, you know. And oh yeah, people are dying to see some football.
1: When you got you got so much, you got so much new, um, and and so much going on. I mean, you got Tom on a new team. Um, you got the Seahawks with some new pieces, the Ravens with some new pieces, Denver's on the up. Speaking of, uh, which actually Denver just uh, spawned another topic in my head, Derwin James getting injured and being out pretty much the whole Mm. year for the second season in a row is super disappointing because that guy is electric. But it it spawns the question, what the hell are the Chargers training staff doing over there? Because it seems like every year they have somebody that is a pivotal piece to their team that gets hurt and has to sit out the whole season. It's every year, man.
0: Yeah, I would – Man, I would look into that, man. If anything, all
1: all my key players are, are doing yoga. All of them. Like, what? Like, I, I just don't understand it. it. It was, I mean, it's one one person after the other. Like, what are the Chargers doing over there, man? hmm I, I don't understand it. Um, Granted, I wasn't very high on the Chargers anyway. Um, I was high on the defense, but I wasn't high on the Chargers overall. I'm less high on them now than I was before. I can tell you that. Um, definitively. I, I, I think there's a chance. I mean, I, the Raiders and Chargers are really neck to neck at this point for me. Um, Chargers still have a better defense. I don't. The Raiders secondary is still trash. Still garbage. Um, mm-hmm. And you have the Derek Carr question. I guess you have the Justin Herbert question. But at least with Justin Herbert, he's a first-year quarterback. He's a rookie. Derek Carr has been around a while. And... The Raiders have been super delusional with the Derek Carr experiment, in my opinion. No, the yeah, to an extent, I, he just hasn't been the same, bro. Ever since he ever since he broke his leg, man, he has not been the same. He just
0: has not been the same. And maybe, dude, maybe it was the Raiders that 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 messed him, bro. I've, maybe if he would have played for a, a different squad, we would be talking about Derek Carr in a different light, but. Right now, I mean, I just—he might not be the answer. I mean, like I said, I still think that he's a—he's a, he's a very, fairly serviceable quarterback. He's a starting quarterback in this league. It's just he needs to have a, a good system. He needs to get good support. And it's been a while since he's had a—you a, a, know—a good enough
1: support. This this season, he should—he should have a, a pretty good team. Just on off topic here, real quick. Uh, th- this is going exactly how I pre- Donovan Mitchell's already got nine points this quarter, dude. But <laughs> like, yep. I-, I told you, man. Like this, and you you agree with me, so I'm not saying you're wrong on this. But like, th- this is Donovan Mitchell that I'm used to seeing now. Like, he yeah. maybe a little slow in the first half, but Quinn Snyder figures out the way to put him in a good spot, and he comes back. I mean, he's only got 16 right now, but he's looking way better, way quicker.
0: He's feeling himself now, dude. He's, get, he's getting himself into a groove. And the Nuggets are, are, are you know, like, see, like, this is what I told you, man. You can't I, – I I could not show any confidence on this team.
1: Well, to be fair, Gobert is just, like, helping you guys win the game because he had the easiest scoop layup of all time right there, and he was off by about a foot from the rim. And he was literally – he was literally like he was literally less than a foot from the rim, and he missed it by more than a foot. Like it's because even... he's
0: not he's not on the team for, for for buckets, man. He's on the team for pick, for picks, and for rebounds, and to play defense. That's what that's what he's meant for. But if you're a big man and
1: that that is the easiest shot to make as a big man, you don't even have to be skilled to make that shot. Especially dude. being as tall as Gulbert is. Exactly. Like, dude, he, he basically like he could barely jump off the ground and he's right there. Like all we had to do was maybe give a little rabbit hop and he could have laid it up. Like that that's not a skilled shot. That's a, a very classic vanilla big man shot. Mm-hmm. Um but I digress. Um I want to I w- we'll get more into the NFL next week, but I do want to highlight a couple matchups. I was looking at the schedule um, for week one. I do want to highlight a couple because I think we got some very interesting matchups week one. Um, most notably, um, the couple that I, I'm looking at and circling here, um, Green Bay, at Minnesota.
0: Mm, that's going to be a good
1: one. Always a good one. Always a good one. Division robbery starting off. I love it. Um, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Flames. Love mm-hmm. that. That's great. Um, Tennessee, Denver, Week One on Monday Night Football. I think that's uh, a great matchup. Great matchup. Yeah. Um, and then Seattle, Atlanta. I think is also great. That's matchup. a good. That's a good one too, man. Yeah. Um, I think some of the other ones here. I think uh, the Raiders, um, Carolina is interesting only because those teams are kind of on the up and up. I think mm-hmm. they both have some very interesting pieces, um, some newer coaches. So I think that's good. Uh, but there's also some really bad matchups, um, most notably, like, Los Angeles-Cincinnati. Uh, like, oh, the Chargers-Cincinnati. That's not good. Um, uh, I
0: mean, but the only reason why I would be interested in that game is to see um, Herbert versus Burrow.
1: More, more, more than anything, Burrow. By the way, did you see the, the picture that Burrow posted on Instagram? Holy fuck, man. With him and his chain, or...? No, no, there, there's i I'll, – I'll send it to you. There's a picture of him, like, in his pads, and he's, like, walking out of the tunnel. And I'm just like, damn, man, he's got it. He's got it already looks like he's a uh, – I mean, I didn't realize – I guess I, I watched LSU a lot, but Joe Burrow's a big motherfucker. hmm hmm um, I think the only other game that intrigued me, and it's because I'm very high on two two uh, players on this team, Arizona versus San Francisco, mm-hmm. only because of Kyler Murray and Hopkins. Very yep. – very interested on that one um so i think we got a, a pretty good week one um other matchups like cleveland baltimore may maybe on the surface level if you're more a believer in cleveland but i think baltimore should make easy work of that
0: yeah i mean here's the thing like cleveland i, I feel like that like that game is gonna really kind of show what kind of season they're gonna end up having
1: I don't know if I agree with you from the simple fact that I think it's really hard to judge them based off a game against Baltimore and the same thing that I think it's hard to judge a lot of teams when they play the Chiefs or Baltimore for that matter. When you play a really good team, I think it's kind of hard to, like, it's kind of hard to judge, uh, you know, a mediocre or average team versus like an all-star studded team. I think Mm -hmm. that's a little unfair. I think you're right that Cleveland needs to get out on a good start because they don't have a bunch of wiggle room. But I don't know if, like, for instance, I'm not very high on Cleveland, but I don't know if I would completely be sold, you know, completely be off on them if they lost to the Baltimore week one because I kind of expected. It. If it were like a 42-0 to game, maybe. But yeah, the,
0: Damn, bro. On, on another note, the Nuggets are abysmal right now from shooting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised the Jazz haven't caught up. Mitchell, I think, is the only person that scored points. Well, I know, Conley made it three a minute ago.
0: Um, bro, Mitchell, um, I don't know what the heck they, they we got to do to stop him, bro. But he's looking to do the same exact thing, man. He's been looking to drive it and to go go up to his left. I mean, dude, he's so crafty when he gets up and it's into just, the basket. He just contorts his body in such an interesting way. It's beautiful to see. He's super athletic. I think people forget yeah, that sometimes. Bro. He's super athletic. Nuggets like have Saran wrap on the on the
1: on the on the net, man. Let's see what he does here. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for for NFL, man. I'm i I love football. Um, as much as i like to say the Texans are going to give the Chiefs a challenge, I don't really think so. <laughs> I Like, it. I I don't. I mean, I love Deshaun Watson. I've said it many times, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very high on the Texans other than him, and I don't really expect the Texans to come out and beat the Chiefs. Um, the the I don't first like, either I don't expect it either, man. I expect you guys to literally run train on those guys. I, there's only a couple games I have circled this year for the Chiefs that I think are going to provide a challenge, and one's coming up Week Three against the Ravens. But I still think we'll beat the Ravens, but. That's just me, and that's that's the bias speaking in me. But I'm pretty confident that Pat can go out and keep the slate clean against Lamar. I do. Let's just hope, man. So, um, but yeah, on that I don't really have any other football topics right now. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty much about it. Um, yeah, man,
0: that's that is pretty much about it. I think we hit every every possible top major topic. Obviously, obviously the Washington football team, they've been on some bullshit, but that's nothing new, man. Man, fuck them.
1: Like, people just need to stop giving them attention. I mean, yeah, look, it it sounds like they did some horrendous things. Um, Again, my only rebuttal to any of this is Dan Snyder should have sold this team or lost responsibility of it a long fucking time ago. And the fact that it's just rearing its ugly head now is – and I don't want anybody to take this wrong. It's hilarious to me that people are just now calling for his job. They should have called for this years ago, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope they. I, I hope he does lose, like, lose responsibility of it, man. Like, you're talking about sexual harassment. You're talking about a whole bunch of extra things going on top of I'm just, surprised,
0: like... I'm surprised the NFL, uh, the, and the, uh, the owners association hasn't today. voted him
1: off. Yeah, how do... I, I forget the... Uh, Oh, it'll come to me, but the uh, the Panthers owner the other year that had to step down, for roughly the same reasons, and actually, from the sounds of it, somewhat less severe than what Dan Snyder's been accused of. I think, bro, I think... Jerry his, Richardson, that was his name. Jerry Richardson. I
0: think, I think his his time's coming, man. I it's got to. Writing, I think the writing's on the wall.
1: Well, if, if, if it's any consolation, the NFL took over the investigation into the team, so... I mean, if it's any consolation that you know that they're, that's, they're probably going to put the punishment down pretty hard. Yeah, they're putting the hammer. They're going to force him to sell it. Shit, they should again. They should have just done that a long time ago. But purchase, purchase, purchase. you know, not, that's neither here nor there. But that they, they like,
0: for the most part, dude. That that uh, that owners' association, the good old boys club. I I wouldn't be surprised if un- other owners have have caused that to happen. It's just that. They've been able to put things under under wraps
1: a lot better than what Dan Snyder has been doing. Well, it it, it doesn't help that Jerry Jones is like the ringleader of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about Mr. Jerry Jones. So,
0: I mean, very entertaining man, very very entertaining. But he plays this game like fantasy football. Well, he's
1: just he he can never get out of his own way, man. He can never get out of his own way. He needs to stop running the. F- Team, he just needs to own it and let somebody do everything else. Work. Well, but, man, I mean, at the end like, of the day,
0: at the end of the day, dude, nobody is going to—he's nobody's going to want to take that job because they're going to have
1: Jerry Jones breathing down their fucking necks. Well, yeah, he's already like the thing is, like they just brought in a new coach. Everybody ostracized the last coach, uh, Jason Garrett. They got him out of there. They got McCarthy, and he's already like going back on some of the things McCarthy's saying. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, come on, you can't even be on the same page as your new head coach that, like, you brought in. Like, that just speaks to how petty he is, man. I, I Like, I can't even believe I'm talking about him right now. I, I don't. I don't respect Jerry Jones. Yeah, as a businessman, yeah, he grew the Cowboys into one of the most, like, wealthy and valued franchises on the entire planet. Not arguing that. But that's why he should just own the team and do that side of things and let somebody actually run the team because it's clearly not working for him. Um, I don't think I
0: don't think Jerry could 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 relinquish power, man.
1: No, it's his ego at this point. I
0: think at this point it's gonna be old age that's gonna cause Jerry
1: Jones not to not to have any say in the matter. Yeah, but then somebody from the family is gonna step in, and they're gonna have the same whole ideals that he does, and it's just gonna be the same song and dance. Maybe not to the same extent, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't really see that changing too much, but. Um, I'm not a Cowboys hater, but I'm certainly rooting against them. Uh, kind of like the Rockets. I just, like, I don't think it's going to work. And, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, but, you know, on a, on a lighter topic, um, I figured uh, we'll get to albums of the week because we're definitely not going to get to the end of this game. we still got a quarter to be played. So. Oh,
0: hell fucking no, dude. I don't think we're going to get through this game. But albums of the week, man. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
1: Oh, I got I got something that I don't think you're expecting. Okay, man, let's hear it. So, uh, this is by a uh, good, good old friend of ours, Mr. Nas. Um, I don't know if you saw this past week, but he did uh, release a new album, mm-hmm. um, King's Disease. And wow. Uh, for not putting out music for quite a long time, I didn't really have any expectations, um, but I was blown away. It's very good. And he had some very interesting features on here, most notably ASAP Ferg of all people, Big Sean of all people. Lil Dirk. I'm like, okay, Nas. I see, like, dude, he's got Charlie Wilson on here, man.
0: <laughs> Don wow. Tolliver. He has yeah. Don Tolliver. Like, bro, like, it. this is definitely a different Nas, man. I think that this album was actually a pretty good one, man. Uh, One of the, one of the biggest knocks on Nas is, besides his, that, his debut album, bro, purchase, purchase, like, he purchase. has had some suspect beats. Like, nobody's been able to to deny that man's rapping ability but like his beats just are not have not been very memorable you know and I feel like that's what has hurt Nas's career yeah but I think the flip
1: side like the flip side is I mean he's literally like he's a pioneer to the rap game and he'll always re- be regarded in that
0: I mean likewise. he I mean I, I mean uh, Tip has said, said it before too man like Nas, when you talk about real hip-hop, like, when you talk, like, if you're trying to form a real hip-hop artist, Nas is the
1: is the, is, is the model, man. Absolutely. Um, and again, I, I thought this album was pretty good, um, especially for not hearing from him in so long. Um, I, dude, I really like Spicy with ASAP Ferg. I don't, like, I, I'm very high on ASAP Ferg, obviously, but the song's good. King's Disease is really good, Um, and I think the best song on here is all bad. I think Anderson Paak fits really well with Nas, which shouldn't be a surprise because it actually kind of makes sense. I feel
0: like Anderson Paak is a very old soul kind of person, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly why I think it fits real well, Um, especially because Anderson Paak kind of does like he goes for those more low key, like stylistic beats, which nas is definitely forwarded with over his time so I, I think it works out well um but I, I this was a really good like if you want to call it a comeback album i am sure this was probably in the works for a while but i thought it was good um so yeah respect to the big man
0: mm-hmm. What about oh, you? Yeah, no. um another le- bro this is going to be an album from another legend a few years later but a legend nonetheless mr lil wayne mm, what you got for lil wayne Arguably, his greatest album ever,
1: the Carter Three. Okay, I, I was hoping you were gonna say the Carter Three because there's a lot of debate around which one's the best. I do think the Carter Three is the best. The Carter Two is a very, very close second.
0: Very uh, close the Carter Two, man. I mean, even the Carter Four, man. The Carter Four just had so many bangers too. But yes, I did. just feel like the Carter Three was literally what cemented
1: Little Wayne as. The greatest rapper alive oh well, yeah i mean like this was so 2008 that was 12 years ago at this point which means if anybody doesn't know how old i am i was 12 at the time and this was like i remember every single song i listened to off this album i have so many like nostalgic memories and like feelings associated with this album because this was when i was just getting into rap music and um You know, since I did, I grew up in the '90s. Technically, the very tail end, but it's not like when I was, you know, eight years old. I was listening to '90s rap. It took me a little bit to get to that point, but this was like some of my true, like, raw exposure to hip hop. And I mean, there's just some songs on here like Mr. Carter. I still know all the words to a millie I absolutely still know every fucking word to it. I
0: feel like everybody should know the. the if anybody that that claims to be a Lil Wayne fan should know Amili.
1: Mrs. Officer, like, Mrs. Shoot me Officer, down, lollipop, yeah. classic, like,
0: dude, I mean, I, like, you can't, you can't deny, man, that, that album is just banger on banger on banger on banger on banger, like,
1: absolutely, it, it's gold, I mean, it, it it is Lil Wayne, this was, there was a lot of things that put him on the map, but this was, like, his cornerstone, like, everybody listened to this and was, like, yeah, I'm, I'm into this, I, I mean, I've never heard a person say it in, like, the Carter 3, never dude i mean there's just uh,
0: so many songs that you that that people sleep on too like got like dude you you forgot to mention got money oh i wasn't done but yeah got money's really good too Uh, i mean shoot me down was a a, a fucking terrific pussy monster was great i love la. dude you ain't got
1: nothing either bro come on now Dude, it's just it's gold. It's front, and back, and gold. I don't disagree with you at all. This was again, I, I resonate with this so much because this was some of my first true exposure um, to yeah. hip hop and to rap. And as I got older, obviously, I got to experience all the rest. The Carter Four, a lot of the dedications. Um, you know, I got I got to experience all of that. Um, but this Absolutely. was like, I mean, I was too young when the the Carter Two came out. I listened to the Carter Three before I listened to the Carter Two. So, and then I went back because, like I said, the Carter Thru is like my first exposure to Lil Wayne. So at that point, I had to go back and listen. But I mean, yeah, absolutely. I can't fight you on this. This is a, if I, I mean, it is a top player on the old decades team from, you know, in the 2000s. 100%. I mean, it's like a top five on the old decades team. I mean, dude, if like,
0: if Drake is LeBron, Lil Wayne was Kobe. 100%.
1: 100%. I, I actually really like that comparison.
0: Like it's like that's how that's how it was, dude. But then who's Jay Z? <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> just to throw a wrench there. Who's Jay Z? Jay Z is, I think Jay Z Ken- uh, Kendrick man,
1: or not not Kendrick uh, Ke- Kevin Durant. What about I-, I have to throw one more name out there just because he fits into this equation? Where does Kanye fit in? Obviously, we're not we're talking about early Kanye. Kanye.
0: Early Kanye,
1: talking uh, about like graduation and talking about like early collabs with Jay Z. We're talking about that Kanye. We're not talking Gilbert about Arenas. That. Gilbert Arenas. All right, all right, I, I can live with that. But I do agree with you that yeah, if, if Drake is LeBron, then yeah, Lil Wayne's one hundred percent Kobe. Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's it, it it's he he's dude he he changed the the rap game to what it is now man i mean i feel like a lot of what lil wayne did back then really really uh um you know dude i mean him you can you can
1: you can feel the influence almost him and shady for sure owned the 2000s i mean yeah there was some other players kanye was up and coming jay-z was up and coming but like well, no jay-z
0: jay-z's always been jay-z that's fair jay-z's
1: always been jay-z but like i i if i'm talking about like two guys that completely changed the rap game and completely tore up the 2000s it's slim shady and lil wayne that's who it is you know um and those are the two guys that i think of so much when i was growing up because that was the stuff i listened to and it's a testament to Lil Wayne that he's still relevant in 2020 when his first freaking mixtape came out technically in 1999 and he got hot in 2004 with the Carter, the original. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about, if you want to just get say, okay, he got there at 2004. Okay. Well it's 2020 now, man. And he's still releasing music. And we had Jason on, you know, a little over a month ago and he had us listen to FWA and it he's right, man. It's good. (laughs) it's good um but yeah man good pick really good pick
0: yeah man so yeah man well with that being said man
1: not got a week left until football so uh we're rattling it off about football next week for sure uh we're, we're gonna have a lot to talk about and also um i hope some of our predictions come true hope the thunder finish it off um i sincerely hope your nuggets advance um i hope toronto wakes the hell up and i hope miami keeps its foot on the pedal so i'm looking forward to
0: um i'm excited to see this heat this heat bucks uh series man i want to see what
1: what the bucks are made of it's definitely the most interesting because i i think it's not a series that a lot of people thought too much into i think people wanted to keep it on autopilot and i think a lot of people are getting shook now um which good i'm all for controversy so um, but yeah, so next week we'll uh, we'll we'll dive into the football a little bit more. Um, and like I said, we'll we'll keep talking about basketball here as it's coming to a close. Um, but with that, um, I will I'm, I'm sending sending my thoughts to you, Merv. I'm hoping your Nugs pull it out, but it's close Me now. Too. Three point game, man. Yeah, Woo! man.
0: We we will see, man. Well, with that being said, man, we'll see you guys
1: next time. Later.